Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Matt DeLockery. First things first, yes, I got a new microphone. If you're watching, you can probably tell because there's one in front of my face. But if you're listening, my voice probably sounds a lot different and hopefully a little more clear. So that happened. Um, and before we go on, I've got to I've got to say one thing. In a world there now I've done my movie voice announcer guy. I've done it. So I feel 12 percent cooler. Anyway, we've got some stuff to talk about today, and I want to and it's I want to talk about reducing our theological vocabulary. Most of the time when any, anybody talks about vocabulary, it's either a word they don't know or the need to increase their vocabulary. I'm suggesting we should take active effort to reduce our vocabulary. Um, and there's a couple of, couple of ways to do this. One is with meaningless and unhelpful vocabulary that we need to get rid of. And the other is with actual helpful vocabulary that we perhaps still need to get rid of anyway. Um, first things first, Christianese. This needs to not be a thing. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, if you know the word, then you're already probably agreeing with me. If you don't know the word, then you may not realize it, but you probably already use this sort of stuff if you've been around church for a while. So let me read a list of a few of the things that we sort of just use in, in Christian circles all the time and don't necessarily always think about what they mean. Uh, fellowship, anointed, washed in the blood, and, and not just reading a, 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 singing an old hymn. People actually saying that, oh, I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And, and everybody who's not a Christian doesn't have any idea what fellowship is. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but we mean something very specific in church. Or when we say anointed, like God has anointed me to do something. It's very spiritual language, but it's it doesn't make any sense if you're on the outside. Same thing as washed in the blood. It sounds a little creepy and a little kind of vampirish. Um, traveling mercies. Yeah, just imagine these if you're not a Christian. Like the, these do not make sense if you're hearing them for the first time. Um, I'll pray for you, or you just have to put it in God's hands. Um, that's Christianese for basically, I'm going to do nothing. Um, hedge of protection. It, you're asking for God's protection on something, but it just sounds weird. Um, into the Word. Just say Bible study. Uh, ask Jesus into your heart. I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Um, I mean, we say it all the time, but I think we really need to clarify that. Um, blessed, as well as the hashtag blessed, perhaps one of the worst hashtags of all time. Uh, quiet time. It's not actually quiet. That's just prayer time or perhaps devotional reading. Um, I don't feel led to do something. It's code for I don't want to do it. You know, there's a whole lot of these things that we sort of put these spiritual terms. We, we create these spiritual terms and create super spiritual meanings for stuff. And it really just obscures what we're trying to say rather than help people with stuff. And so we've sort of created our own language, which is why people call it Christianese, that, that only church people understand. And it's a little ridiculous, and it just hides what we're actually trying to say. We need to be real and just drop all Christianese. So that needs to go away. So unhelpful Christian terms that are spiritual for no reason whatsoever, um, just to make ourselves feel more feel more spiritual, those need to go. On the other side of the equation, though, is the actual theological terms that have a lot of meaning to them, and they're good, but I think because of how we use them and because of where we are 
in our theological knowledge, we need to stop using them at least for a little while. Um, take something really, really basic like salvation, you know, simple theological word. Uh, the problem is there's, you know, thousands of years of thought behind that word. And unless you spend a lot of time reading theology, you don't necessarily know what that means. And unless the person you're talking to has also spent a lot of time reading theology, then they don't know what that means either. So if neither person really understands what's going on, the technical language is just jargon, and it's not actually being used to communicate anything. It's hiding meaning. And you know, so technical words are good only insofar as both people understand like everything that led up to the use of that phrase so they could reference an entire you know discussion without having to rehash it every time but the problem is for a lot of us it's it doesn't make any sense so if, instead of saying salvation you need to say something like um if salvation means god is fixing what's broken in humans then say god is fixing what is broken in humans if it means god is saving you from your current awful situation then say that if you're talking about salvation as something that happens at a point in time and it's all done, say that. If it's something that's an ongoing process, say that. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's. I think it would be really helpful for us to just drop as much theological language as we could for a while to try to clarify what it is we're really trying to say, and then we can start having discussions about it. Because I think if we do that, I think we'll realize that we don't actually understand nearly as much as theology as we really think we do. It, it just doesn't—we um, don't really know what's going on. We sort of know how to navigate this these, these conversations that we're in. We know that, okay, well, this way is wrong. We know what that way is wrong, and this way is the right way. But it's really based on if I say these patterns of words, then this will upset people, and that will upset people, but this is going to make things okay. And we're not really— talking about anything. Do you see all the interesting sorts of questions that we find when we drop a word like salvation? And I'm not saying that salvation is not important. I'm not saying that it's not critical. I'm saying because of its importance, we need to make sure that we actually understand what's going on, right? Because if people don't get it, then we should do what we can to help them get it. So let's just try to, you know, Christianese needs to go, just stop doing that. It's ridiculous. And theological language, I think we should temporarily, you know, each of us individually, not as a whole group. Um, I'm not calling for a mass, you know, movement. Just each of us individually, just stop using theological language for a while ourselves to make and explain what, we, what we're trying to say and then ask people to explain what they really mean. And I think that will help us get at the concepts that are underneath all of this language a little bit better. And I think that's going to benefit everybody both inside the church, and I think it'll make us make a little bit more sense to people on the outside of the church. So just some thoughts, and hopefully a recommendation. Hopefully, that, uh, hopefully that'll help you out. Hope you learn some things. Talk to you next week.